0: So God created man and and women and shaped them with his own image on the inside of him in his own. You'll you'll see just reading these verses. I don't want to get into it because there's other things we have to focus on. This is why the enemy has this agenda right now. Because it is the foundation of societies, of families that govern societies and healthy people. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them in his love, saying, Reproduce and be fruitful, populate the earth and subdue it, reign over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and over every creature that lives on the earth. And God said, I've, I give you every seed bearing plant growing throughout the earth, vegetables and every fruit bearing tree with its seed within itself. This will be your food. I'm spitting now. I told you, I, I'm a Pentecostal this morning. They will be food. They will also be food for every animal and bird and every creature that moves in every ground and every creature with breath of life, and so it happened. And God surveyed all that he made and said, I love it. For it pleased him greatly. Evening came way to the morning in day six. We'll move through these characteristics. You'll see some fundamental characteristics here. The first thing you see is that we were created, the first people ever created were created to be in perfect right standing with God. There was never ever meant to be any barrier between God and humanity. The moment that they were created, and Genesis 2 verse 25, there's a lot being said there. But it says, if you're from the south, it says they were naked. If you're from the north, you say naked. What what is it expressing? Something that's no, true. It's absolutely true. Naked. They're naked. <laughs> so what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm from the north. We call it naked. You know, but. Some people think, and it, we don't find it expressly in the Scripture, that there is such a glory, a weight of God's presence, that they actually couldn't eat, see, see each other. Other people, there's a whole, I don't understand it all, I just know is this, that that verse represents something to me, that when they stood before God, they stood with no shame, no guilt, and going, I'm part of your family. Amen. You also see something else in Genesis one twenty six. In, in one twenty six it says, Then God said, let us. Part of, I believe, what's happening here, again, it's not expressly found in the Scripture, but I absolutely believe this is true. He's got his created beings, angels. By the way, they have free choice, too. The devil was one of the most beautiful created beings ever. But what does it say? Iniquity was found in him. So he had a choice. And uh, he, I believe they're all watching they're all watching because that unseen realm was just, as, was just as real to them as the seen realm. That's why the unseen controls the seen. Your unseen spirit is controlling your life. So he looks at them and he, they're not part of creation, but the Godhead is there and he's going, I'm going to, because you guys are part of my family, I'm going to create a family to live on the earth called human beings. And so I'm creating a family here on the earth. So we were created to live in a family. That's why Proverbs, the writer Proverbs says that a friend sticks closer, what? Than a brother. What's he telling us? He goes, sometimes I'm going to give you friends that are actually better than your own family because you'll need friends in the earth. We read it, 131, what does he say? We were created to be in right standing with God. You were created to stand before God with no shame, no guilt, perfectly whole, and be able to communicate with God and not just communicate with God, not just know, yeah, I'm in right standing with God, but the ability to connect deeply with God. And the connection between God and man was not an intellectual connection. He created their intellect, but it was to be governed by revelation. Second thing you'll see is man was created to be loved by God, not just loved by God, but to experience his love. It said there, passion reads, he liked what he made. What was Jesus? Completely righteous before his father. The perfect son of God and son of man. God actually gives us insight. He's baptized. He comes out. And what does he do? As the son of man receives the affections of his father. You are in need. Like, I don't need all that stuff. You need deliverance. Every person needs to know. On a deep level, the consistent love of God—not as an idea, but as a living, breathing experience—if that is not part of your current life, then you are missing something that is supposed to be essential in your life: encouragement, love, edification. No, ah, yeah, you really messed up. I go, and oh, no, I still love you. Yeah, yeah, I keep thinking, you know, I keep talking to the same fool. I know, I still love you. I keep, you know, keep the same mistake over again. I still love you. The perfect one had to know affirmation. Why do you think people like prophecy, personal prophecy anyway? Because hopefully if it's done correctly, it's encouragement. Right. It's edification. Right. It calls them higher, even if it's a, 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 you know, a, an adjustment. Why? It should call them higher. It, it tells them the brilliance by which God thinks about them. Every person was created to le- receive love and affirmation. Back to Genesis 1, you said, he says, let us make man in our image. So you were created to be made in the image of God. Image, likeness, pattern, resemblance. What the image of God does in you puts Ecclesiastes chapter 3. It puts eternity within you. So every person in this room, there is a deep longing to know God and eternal purpose. And there's also, I want to suggest you, there's also a deep longing to know Psalm 139, where it says, it says, his thoughts towards you are like the sand of a seashore. You are born with this innate thing to go, what am I created for? And what does he think about me? Back to Jesus. Paul writes that Jesus is the image of the invisible God. He represented God. What was was God teaching us there? I'm restoring the distorted image that Adam made humanity. Back to this thought. Makes man in his own image. He calls him to be fruitful, to multiply. Adam was created to be God's representative. So his children were supposed to see God in Adam and Eve. Your understanding of God is a direct reflection of how your parents raised you. Now, people we were like, I, Jesus set me free from all that crazy stuff. But you have to recognize. Your understanding of God, the world, has been influenced. Because what we'll see in a minute is everyone here was created. The psychological term is this, to learn. Yeah. You have come to learn things Hallelujah. and acclimate things because you were created to learn from God himself. You were created to grow by God himself. You were created to, we'll see in a minute how you are created to learn. But one of the ways you've learned is through your upbringing. So what did Jesus model when he comes as the son of man? How, how does he refer to the Godhead, Father? He said, I came to restore you to the Father. So he's telling us, he's like, if that relationship was messed up or yeah. distorted in any way, yeah. part of your growth to become like me is I need to, you to rethink some things, relearn some things, yeah. heal some things. Yeah. Because here's some, a truth, a million dollar truth, one of the many million dollar truths. They're more than, they're like a billion dollar truths. You, if you're born again, if you surrendered your life to Jesus, you are royalty. Amen. However, it will be you who chooses if you live like royalty. First thing that they do on their first day on the earth is what? We talked about here just, uh, I touched on a little bit during communion. Day six, they're created. Day seven, you imagine that? Adam and Eve, you're in charge to rule over all the earth. What do I do, God? Take the day off. You're created to live from a place of rest. Amen. Shalom. Hallelujah. Shalom uh-huh. can include inactivity and you should rest. But shalom is a way of living. It's a way. I had to learn how to train myself many years ago. All year, yeah. the I get on planes, I'm not sure where I'm going. So it's like, okay. Cast all your burden on him. You were never created to fear, to worry, to doubt. So, shalom. You were also created a three part being, like God. The heart is the center of all things. I want to suggest to you that your body is not bad. That's right. Not your dumb flesh, Come on. it's your dumb thinking. <laughs> you're not in war with yourself if you're born again you're just relearning to be delivered of mental illness Come on. A good so we are created to be in right standing with God you're created to be loved what's one of the ways that you have trouble experiencing love that your emotions are shut down because your emotions were created by God. It's not it's not a dispersion thing on you, it's just it's probably just identifying some trauma that you need healing from. Mm-hmm. You're created to be love. You're created in the image of God, you're created also in the image of your parents. You're created to live from a place of rest. Now, all these things were not anything that could ever be earned. They were given by virtue of how they were created. So how were you supposed to receive them? By faith. So here's a good way to start. That's where you start. There's a whole lot of more layers to it. Lord, I thank you that I'm in right standing with you today. Thank you that I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Thank you that I stand... Now, you can't do this anymore, but spiritually, you know, I, I'm naked before you. Nothing's hidden. <laughs> we got to practice that a little bit. Yeah. Where we said, Lord, any area of our hearts is now yours. Amen. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. He knows it anyway. That's right. That's cool. So you're created to trust as foundational. Now, that trust can get challenged too by lots of things by our own experience, by trauma, by how we grew up, because maybe you couldn't trust your parents, couldn't tr- or you trusted someone. And so, you, you, you know, sometimes the trauma we experience is actually the, 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 the agreements and the beliefs we make from that are actually natural. I'm not going to let anyone touch me like that. Nobody, I'm not going to let anyone get close to me like that. Or two... This is a big one for the enemy. We see examples of people we definitely know we don't want to be like. So we're American and go, I'll never be like that person. The trouble with that is you have a judgment. And now it's likely you're going to be even worse than that person. Because the measure which you judge someone else will come right back on you. So you're created to trust for all these things. You're also created to worship. What's worship? Basically living correctly with God. It's not a song. It includes a song. But it's, he puts them in the garden. The word used there is the same word you use for worshiping the Lord. One of the same words. Work is worship unto God. So all these things were given. And we're supposed to receive them by faith and then we were also created to learn and getting somewhere with this and i'll land the plane how were tim how were we supposed to learn through our fellowship with god through our relationship with god we were supposed to receive knowledge also the world was also supposed to teach us about god no, that's absolutely true paul writes the invisible attributes of god that's what, he, what he's saying is creation actually displays part of God. We are created to discover things in creation, not worship it. You see, everything the enemy does is to distort. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We shouldn't destroy the environment. Absolutely true. But we don't worship the environment. That's crazy world. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah. So we're supposed to look out. Not only we're to we experience God, but you look at the world. And you're like, this is amazing. How look how big, look, look at God. I mean, I went to the Grand Canyon yeah. years ago, and I thought, "This looks like a painting." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've never seen anything so beautiful in my life. I like architecture. I love, I, I love seeing certain buildings. I said, "This is stunning." And think about it, none of these, most of these things that we see, were not created before we got. They were discovered by people. Mm-hmm. Just made in the image of Mother. Are not even born again. So his invisible attributes, what, are clearly seen. So how are we supposed to learn? Hearing the voice of God. Notice, too, Adam, as as much as we know, which we do know, we can know by the word, he, he has never been in charge of anything. The reason I'm saying that is often people like, you know, like, like the Lord's really challenging me to do something I've never done. I said, I know. You're probably walking correctly with it. If you're a believer, think about you believer. Believer. If you're a believer in this room and you can figure out your life, you know, like I'll do some things, you know, put some money away, you know, eventually i retire. That'll be nice. Get a little more involved in the church. If you're thinking like that, what do you need God for, except to go to heaven? Come on. Our life, not talking to certain natural things, not saying that, but our life, there should be things as believers that we're so challenged that we know without God bringing it to pass, without us walking daily with Him and trying to obey what we know in that moment. Without that supernatural intervention, without faith, it would never come to pass except that I know this is what God said. The world is in need of people who believe him for impossible things. Part of it, and be aware of this, part of it is, unfortunately, sometimes unbelievers have bigger dreams than believers. I'm not saying dream of anything, but they, they, you know... Elon Musk, to me, is a great example. He's got his own challenges, you know. He's, anyway, he likes the Communist Party, too, in China. But uh, people are complex. But I listen to him talk, and I say, that's what believers should think like. Yeah, yeah. He's driving in L.A. one day, and he goes, man, we should put tunnels under this city so we can go fast. He's thinking of these things. Impossible things. People are like, oh, it's not possible. Oh, everything's possible with God. Everything is possible that God told you is possible. So expand your thinking. He holds the universe in the span of his hand. He can pay your life bill. Amen. So there's fundamental things. It's fundamental things too. You think that's why he fights the fundamental things? Fundamental thing is that he wants you to walk in victory. Usually we, you, I, I thank God. For many years, brother many years ago, Brother Copeland teaching me, you should fight sickness like you fight sin. It's good. It's good. You gotta see it so opposite of what the Lord made you to be. And Jesus modeled this. Jesus never got tired. Excuse me, never ne- he did get tired because he was physical, but he never he, he was able to walk miles. He was in shape to walk to his there's no airplanes back then. Come on. <laughs> Come on. He never lived depressed. Never felt overwhelmed. What what was he? His body was in shape. Never got sick. What's he? The example. He's the example of a whole person. Of a whole person functioning as one. So he's supposed to learn. He never done it before. Then he then he God brings in the animals to name. He names animals. Why am I listening to that? Because. It was faith in God that governed everything he was supposed to do. And then he learned. He'd go, you know, like probably the the first few, that's, oh, it's awesome. That's an elephant. It's awesome. Look at that dumbo ears, you know. (laughs) Look at that duck. That's a cute thing. And then he knew there was a devil when he saw a cat. (laughs) 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 That's how he knew. You want to know how he figured out (laughs) what... some of you like that others you just need deliverance after that so just joking I agree. <laughs> what I'm saying is he learned by hearing by doing and by acting fundamentals is what he received but he had to actually begin to act and trust that he could do these things and in it, he put God on display. What are, what are the things by faith that you've never done that God is asking you to do? If you're just doing stuff that you can do and you're, you, know, you can figure it out, I want to suggest to you there's probably an invitation to come closer or there's a misturn somewhere. I find that the things that God asked me to do always... Now, or, I should say always, but a large percentage of the time, they bring healing to my heart. No. Meaning this, like, you can do it. No, no, I don't think so. What's he doing? In the process of walking with him, he's delivering me of areas of my heart that still need upgrades, that are still traumatized, still thinking in a poverty way. He's saying, you can do this. You can't do it on your own, but you can do it with me. You see this with, 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 with God was trying to do it. I don't think he fully got there with Moses. That's another thing. Don't base your life on other people. Come on, yeah. it's good. Moses, right? You, if you play that prophetic word, a lot of people, I take that word for me. But think about what God's trying to do. God goes. God says to Moses, he goes, Moses, backside of the desert. I'm the God who hears and I'm the God who's heard the cries of my people. Notice his purpose was in the context of serving people. So ministry is about serving people. I know I've taken a while here, but I'm not trying to waste your time today. I'm trying to help you by doing what God's asked me to do. Think about that word he gets. It's like play that one. Put it on Elijah list. Like who doesn't want that word? You're going to be awesome. You're going to be famous. You got to be a prophet. But what happens? It's actually not a bad thing. He goes, Who am I? I believe all his trauma comes to the surface, all his insecurities come to the surface. So, in the process of walking with God, in the process, Cassie, of worship, bleeding, he's delivering us of unroyalty. Thinking, trauma, and if you're stuck somewhere, could mean you got some creepy crawlers that need to go. Could mean you got some generational things to go. No shame, no blame in that. I've had it. Still still working through. I don't think I say this much, but I go once a year for counseling. I don't, I can tell you, I can tell you, Tim. As much as I know, I, I try and live what I preach, but I'm still a work in progress. I don't have any creepy callers. I don't have any addictions, thank God. You know, I don't believe I disqualified myself to stand in front of people, but I'm still a work in progress. Amen. Come on. Come on. But I don't, I don't wake up every day trying to figure out what's wrong with me, but I do pray this prayer. Lord, today, I present myself a living sacrifice, yes. holy and acceptable to you. And now I ask that you lead and guide me into all truth. So, what, Doctor John? Well, you don't know. You don't know. Here's the thing, too. You can use the things of God to stay stuck. Mm -hmm. I'm fine. Mm -hmm. I'm blessed and highly favored, brother. I'm I'm the chosen of the Lord. You know, you got it all down. Yet you're in pain. You know, you're stuck. If you, listen to me, Linda, one of the ways you can identify this is if you keep seeing cycles in your life, cycles where you go in that and then cycles, usually means there's something deeper going on. And often the challenge is we want to focus on the outward when we need to get to the belief of what's keeping us stuck in that place. I say, Lord, anything I don't know that I need to know, let me know. Yeah. I remember one time, years ago, I was praying, Lord, it's like my first or second year in ministry. Lord, give me a grace to change Jesus. I want to raise the dad, kill the sick, be awesome. You know, still pray like that, but a little different context now. <laughs> he goes, why is it? that you're trying to prove to your father you can be a success in ministry. Ooh. It's good. Oof, it's good. See, the motive was right. Who, you should want to do well in everything you do. Wrong motive. Somewhere in my heart yeah. was like that. Years ago, I was flying home, Tim. Well, no, I was flying actually to a close country. I'd just gone to a good friend's wedding. Actually, 10 years ago now, I know, because he told me he's been married 10 years and uh, I'm at JFK. It's like 4 AM. And the gate agent, or the t- ticket agent there, checking in my bag, going on this to teach at a mission school, she was very rude to me. So she reaped what she sowed very quickly, right back from my mouth. <laughs> it wasn't good, though. She's like, why are you here? I'm like, I just thought I'd come to the airport at 4 AM with a bag. <laughs> <laughs> thought you would be nice and see you, so. And I go, I remember as I began to walk my gate, I said, something is going on here. So be able to recognize moments where God is introducing to ugly parts of yourself. Come on. It's not even... Don't beat yourself up for it. Just realize he's answering that prayer. Or you could just say, that was really bad customer service and move on with your life. It's those little things, isn't it? Those little subtle things. Why? Because the goal is to be like Jesus.